Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Win... No, wait. Wrong show. <laughs> to Win is perfect. Sorry. That, that, that kind of felt weird. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to... What show are we? Sibling Rivalry. Rivalry. Yes, we're on episode three, and I'm already brain dead. I can't even remember the name of our show. Rebecca and Aaron have returned. Um, they are amongst a lot of people this last two weeks have that have gone to Vegas. Uh, my ass has been home... Watching the kids. So how was the trip to Vegas, guys? It was, it was fun. It was fun. It was good. Yeah. You stop? Do any slots or? I didn't I gamble. Know. All I did was stop in Baker and get me some scratchers. That yep. freaking scratcher place over there. Going to Vegas, and and this is kind of what 
I planned on talking about mostly today is, is um, I don't know if you will remember what you know the experience was when you were a child going to Vegas, but I have a lot of memories going to Vegas, mm-hmm. and when we went to Vegas, we always hit Baker. You know, we, we stopped at a little place that was a, a general store. That's the, pl- that's the place we go to get the, it's like Old Town General Store, it's where you get your scratchers at, where I get my scratchers at. And we'd always take a break, you know, piss and get something to eat, get something. They had the best Slurpees, but they weren't even like the Slurpees at 7-Eleven, they were like crushed ice Slurpees, oh, they were so good. And then, as we're driving, they came, actually they made a movie called Zizek's Road, and for us, when we hit Zizek's Road, we knew that that was the halfway mark from where we were at to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within an hour or so, we would be in Prim. Yeah. A lot of good memories. That's when they drive. I get to Vegas in two hours. Two hours. And and like 15 minutes. Driving <laughs> <Got a> 95. <laughs> I haven't been to Vegas in a while. Yeah. The last time I went to Vegas is when Jaden was still in a car seat. He was just a baby. Yeah. Um, but I remember that it, it didn't take too too long for me. We actually beat um, mom and dad before, you know. Okay, I, I'm trying not to do the whole let's go and, and recap what happened in the past kind of thing, folks. But I'm going to have to tell a backstory on this. Rebecca alleged, allegedly says that I have a lead foot when I drive. Now, I don't think so. I think that I, I drive at a proper speed. I think I'm safe. But she says no. And 90% of the time, she doesn't even like driving with me. No comment? <laughs> no, I know you drive scary. You don't always drive scary. But do you have your moments where you scare me? I think this kind of goes back to like 2001, 2002. I had a nice little Honda, Hyundai. It wasn't a Honda, it was a Hyundai. Yeah, a Hyundai Elantra. And my parents' house, they're, they're on an acre of land, and right next to the house is this big open field of dirt. And I remember whenever I would go to the house... Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Oh, I hate when you do this shit to I me. would do donuts. Yes, it scared the shit out of me. And when I finished doing donuts, I'd put it in reverse... And do reverse donuts. And speaking of donuts, let me tell you that Mandy saw you doing your donuts, and she decided that she was going to do them one day. So we're getting in the car. to. We knew she was going to do it. We're getting in the car, right? So Mandy gets in the car and closes the door. I get in the car halfway, and she starts doing it. I'm hanging out of the car with my legs flailing. <laughs> this is not a lie. Flailing around, screaming my head off. She stops. She's like, oh, what are you screaming for? She had no idea that I wasn't even in the car all the way. I was holding on to Samantha for dear life like I was going to die. Now, I think you should... Tell the, the listeners who Mandy and Samantha are. Mandy is my cousin and Samantha is my, one of my old friends. Okay, now how old were you at this point? Uh, 16. 16? Probably about 16. Okay, and how... Because Mandy's not that much older than you. How Mandy's old was, two years older than me. So she was 18 at the time. Yeah. And so Samantha is the same age as you. Yeah. So an 18-year-old driving with two 16-year-old... Oh, I, I'm, I wish I would have seen that. I had no clue. It was horrifying. Traumatizing, to say the least. For me, folks, it was just something fun. Um, I would never do something if I didn't feel like I, was in, or I wasn't in control. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, I was. So that's why I did it. Mm-hmm. Backwards, that took some, some time to get around, but that was just fun. Because you're really, you're looking out of your rear view. And your side views, but you don't get the whole picture as if you're going, you know, forward. Eh. One thing I don't understand is why it seems like people who have the littlest cars drive their cars like they're, like, you know, off-road vehicles. And the people with Hummers and, like, SUVs, they drive it like like they don't want to get it dirty. I never understood that. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Now, crazy. If, if, and you know, and you, you both know, you go and look at my SUV... It looks like I went off road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sucker needs to be washed really bad. It needs a full body makeover. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else did you guys do? You stopped at Baker. You, you played some tickets. Did you stop in like Gene or Prim, no. Nevada? 
We left late. I wanted to get there like as soon as possible. Basically, we left at what six? Yeah. No, no, no. We left at uh, five. Okay, we left at five. Five, and we got there. At five in the morning. Seven. I got there around seven thirty. No, at night. Oh, okay. We got there around seven thirty. Because I like to drive crazy. Man, there were some scary people driving on the freeway, too. <laughs> yeah, there were like four dudes that just flew past us. We were already going 95. These... I was going 95, and they had been going 120. I'm like, oh my gosh. That was... That... Yeah, they, they're, they're... They were like racing. In and out Zigzagging. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just one one wrong move. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. over. And it's over. Yeah. It, that scared me. So, once you guys got into Vegas... Now, was it Vegas, North Vegas? Where at exactly? Uh... It's like on the border of Henderson, down Flamingo. So, I would say it's around Henderson. <laughs> Going down to the Strip. Right. You, just, you can just take the street all the way down to the Strip and you'll be yeah. there. Yeah. So. And you guys were gone, what, two days? Three, Three days. days. Three days? Yeah. yeah. Scared the living crap out of mom? I, t- okay. <laughs> she texted me on, I got there on Saturday. She texted me on Sunday and she's like, where are you at? Blah blah. So I t- I t- in the morning, I, I didn't see it until the morning. I texted her in the morning, and then the next day she's freaking out. She's like, "I never got your text back." I was like, "I texted you back." She's like, "I thought maybe you could have been dead or something." I was like, "I'm fine." <clears throat> she called me, and within the moment of her saying my name, I knew something was wrong. And after a brief conversation, she's like, "Find your sister." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't care how much it cost. Find your sister. <laughs> so I, I actually did a, you know, a check on the white pages, which it was only, it was on sale. It was like ninety six cents. So it was no big deal. Um, and I got the address and I guess two phone numbers that were disconnected, and two of the numbers were disconnected. Um, so we were kind of worried about you. I started worrying about you. I texted you. Lacey texted you quite a few times. And we tried to call, and then I guess some more. No, I, I knew that, that Lacey was worried. She's like, Rebecca, you need to call home now. <laughs> so, going to kind of our previous, you know, history in, in Vegas, is there any time when you were a kid that you remember about being in Vegas? Maybe other than swimming, going to the swimming pool? I just mainly remember being in the arcade a lot. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the arcade that's where I made most of my money you know the parents went and they would go to you know the slots and and play the blackjack to make their money as a kid I made the money in the arcade because whatever they gave me because I'd go and and say I need money and they're like here's money leave me alone (laughs) so I would take half that money put it in my pocket and then spend the rest of half and even though I had more in my pocket, once I spent that uh, that half, I'd go back to them and they'd give me more. And that's always how I, I walked out with <laughs> lots of money. Um, Vegas, Vegas is, I could go back. I think I was maybe eight, seven to eight. I remember going to your Grandpa Bob's for the 4th of July. And they had a, a big 4th of July firework thing. And I remember it just being hot. And we went, because they were in like a a mobile home, if I remember right. And right next to them, they had a house that had a swimming pool. And the neighbor was cool enough to let me go swimming in the swimming pool. Actually, it was uh, little Randy and I, we went swimming. Hmm. No one ever told us at this point of our age that swimming when it's overcast is a very bad thing to do. I remember I got so sunburned. I couldn't lay on my back. Literally, my back was burned. I could not lay on it. I had to sleep on my chest, and that was burnt as well, but it wasn't that bad. I remember just being in agony that whole time. That was one of my earliest memories of Vegas. <laughs> oh, I know how you feel. I burned my back several times. I mean, I have, you can tell, a very fair skin complexion. I burned my whole body several times over. Aaron's bromance. Never uh, goes away. My, my dog, Code Blue. Has hit the scene once again. God. So, what do you guys think? We're going live tomorrow. I know. So, by the time they listen to it, it'll be three weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. So, what do you guys feel? Do you guys are excited about the launch of the Jaisal Modcast? The actual website? Yeah. It's always good to know that people 
are interested in the things that you're interested to. One of the things that you and I, well, even you mm-hmm. now, we can add to our resume is podcasters. Yeah. We are now officially podcasters. podcasters. Um, one of the things for me that's exciting, and when we took a break just a second ago, I was talking to Aaron. For me, I'm excited because this is a new venture. You know, I've been on Amazon. I've been on Barnes & Nobles. You know, I've, I've been on um, Borders when they were still open. You know, big name stores, Target. Well, I know you, you made it to Target as well. But this is a new venture and for the first time, we're going to be on iTunes. Yeah. And that's really, really cool for me. I think it's yeah. cool, too. So if you guys, you know, keep showing the love. Um, and hopefully by episode four, and I, I just wanted to jump to this real fast because last night I, I spent most of the night working on the HTML for the websites. Mm. Um, in episode one, we said that we were going to put two pictures up, one of Aaron, one of Russo, and we we're going to do a, a poll. God. Well, I have the HTML ready. So once we launch, and which will probably be right after this show, we're going to launch and go live. I'm going to put the HTML into the the forum. Now, for the listeners, if you guys are not sure how to do the forum, if you go to the website, you know, the Sibling Rivalry, I got the show right this time. If you go to the Sibling Rivalry website, and you look all the way at the bottom, it says comments. You click on the comments button, it takes you to the forum. And you'll be able to see the pictures and vote. So by episode four, we're going to find out if I'm right or you're right. He's wrong. I don't know, folks. I, I, I He's wrong. I think I'm right. No, no, no. <clears throat> so um, I know we're kind of taking a left turn from Vegas, but one of the things I, I, I did plan on talking, and you brought it up earlier, before we started recording, was the the Angry Birds. Now, what's going on with them? They have an Angry Birds Star Wars now. They put, like, a game out. And I guess they're, like, making toys and stuff now. It's yeah. really cute. <laughs> Angry Bird Star Wars. Star Wars toys? Yeah. yeah. Now, does Disney own Angry Birds? I thought yeah. it was Google. Uh, got me beyond that. I mean, uh-huh. I know that there's a bunch of different, like, Angry Birds-type things, and I guess... They must have got the license from, yeah. from Star Wars and Lucasfilms and all that before the whole thing because that was out a while back. Now it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's been out for a little while. Like, I have the game on my phone. It's really fun. But they just now started making the toys and stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like merchandise, like shirts, hats, stuff like that. Yeah, the little Angry Birds Jenga game. <laughs> yeah. Now, what is Jenga? What is that? It's where you have the blocks and you like stack them up and then you take one out at and a you time. You take one out and then you see if it wobbles. Oh, it, it's over. almost like the real life Tetris kind of thing, right? Is that it? No, it's like a block. Okay, it's like a tower, and you, you have the blocks and you take one out at a time without knocking the whole thing over. And you have to like keep going, keep going until the whole tower falls. And you take it out and you put it back on the top. You keep doing that over and over again. Oh, they make it top heavy and it'll finally tip over. <laughs> you don't put it on there, yeah. But the Angry Birds <laughs> Jenga, the way they did it. Because in the Angry Birds Star Wars, you have to you have these little birds, and they're like Luke Skywalker, and some of them have like different powers, like the Force. Some can use a lightsaber, and you shoot mm-hmm. them at the um, stormtrooper little birds. But there's like blocks and stuff in the way. You have to knock over. So on the game, they they made it where you have the block set up, and you have to you take a slingshot, a real slingshot, and you sling your little bird at the tower. Really, it's really cool. Looking. Yeah. Uh, what did I see? I seen something today on TV. Oh, the Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they've had they're... those for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they've been like, doing Lego, Lego Star Wars. Lego Indiana Jones and all that. They stuff. have Lego yeah. Star Wars for years. They even have Lego Star Wars games. Well, Lego I, I was talking about like TV series Lego. Yeah. Lego yeah. Star. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't watch that much TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a Lego Ninja thing on. Uh... <laughs> on Cartoon Network, my little brother loves that. Jaden's watched that. I've seen it a yeah. couple times. Yeah, I, it works. Yeah. I mean, they're just... I know it's computer animated, mm-hmm. but they look like Legos. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, what else? There was something else that came out, too. Um, did you guys hear the rumor of why uh, George Lucas sold the company? No. Oh, you guys haven't? Oh, this is good. He believes, sincerely believes, that come the 22nd of December, we're dead. We're all gone. Oh, this... (laughs) 
2012. Yes, yes, yes. We're all supposed to die in next month. Um, and well, that's what they said about the rapture. Do you remember that? Yeah, last year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. He buys it. Um, that was actually confirmed by Steven Spielberg and uh, Seth Rogen. Wow. Seth Rogen was online or was in an interview. And he was talking. And he's like, you know, I met George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. and they're talking. And all George Lucas talked about was how we're gonna die, and you know, next month. And he and Seth Rogen was saying that Steven Spielberg was like apologizing. He's like, I'm sorry, my friend's crazy. My friend is crazy. But it was confirmed that, you know. He actually believes this. Is that why he donated most of the money to charity? Yeah. Yeah, you know, of all that money he got, like, he only kept how many million? Not much. He don't because what did he get for it? He's going he to becoming a farmer. <laughs> yeah. He got $4,400,000,000. The $4 billion he donated to charity, and the other $400 million he kept for himself. I guess he's going to buy a stockade. I don't know what he's going to do with it. But Well, now, if you dig deeper online, and none of this is, is true. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of assuming it's not true, but people are online talking about how he thinks the world's going to end next month, and he's building his own Millennium Falcon. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, I almost really wish it was true because I would love to see it. You yeah. Know, he he's go- got NASA <laughs> with him and stuff, building a, a lifetime <coughs> scale of the Millennium Falcon. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is, is I see in my head, you know, he's he's walking in, you know, camera shot in the front, you know, front view, um, and Han Solo walks into the cabin with chewing back. Well, I see Han Solo's body with George Lucas's head, <laughs> and, and I, I can see him. I, I mean, I perfectly see him. You know, he walks up. He goes and they sit down in the chairs then it goes to like a medium shot mm-hmm. side angle medium shot of him and he turns to the camera and he's like let's punch it Chewie before the world ends I don't know <laughs> I, again it, it's all just speculation online you know as far as that mm. but he does from what I understand he really does believe that the world's going to end speaking of Star Wars today I was reading something on the internet and they're saying that because they're they are gonna make movies for sure. Yes, I'm very excited about. But that. they're saying that 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 um, M Night Shyamalan might direct them. No. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, man. that that kills me a little inside when they said that. There's. They're in in the '90s. M Night Shyamalan was hot. He yeah. Was, he was doing some really good stuff, and then mm-hmm. after he did the movie Signs, they just started sucking. Yeah, it got horrid. Like I don't know what happened to him. And. Um, what was Lady in the Water? I actually have that in my DVD collection. Yeah. That was a good movie. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. But that's the only movie because I remember The Village was horrible. It was. Yeah. And he did The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender, it was a good movie. It had some pretty good CGI, but I think because they didn't have a big budget, they put most of their money into the CGI because the casting on that movie was horrid. Really? The acting, he's never seen it. The acting on that movie was horrible. It was like, it had like the effects of like, you know, an A-list movie with right, right. the acting of like a B and C, C actors and actresses. Like, I don't know yeah. what they were thinking. So, what's going to happen? Okay, here's the scenario. I'm going to save everybody, uh, what, 27 bucks. That's nine bucks a movie. I'm, I'm yeah. going to twi- I'm gonna save you 27 bucks for the new movies that's going to come out. Okay, here it goes. Everybody... Lives happily after after, and then in the end, Darth Vader realizes he's dead. <laughs> you, you never seen uh, Six Sense, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's why you didn't laugh. I'm I'm, I'm sitting over here like because uh... <laughs> you haven't seen Six Sense. But anyways, um, this is a speculation for now. They're not saying for sure, for sure, but. I'm afraid they're going to say for sure, and I'm going to be all heartbroken. <laughs> they're rebooting the Batman movie. Yeah, again. Too. Yeah. They're recasting the Joker. Since Heath Ledger died. Right, right. They're recasting again yeah, to we, remake the movie. We saw again. a thing they're saying that, that they talked about rebooting it. 
They don't know when they're going to reboot it, but they are going to reboot the Batman series again. I would love, not so much direct, but mm-hmm. I'd love to write the script for that. Because I could give you, they want a Dark Knight. Yeah. I'd give them a Dark Knight. But I don't get why they keep, I mean, the Dark Knight was a pretty good series. It was okay, yeah. It was better than the other Batman movies. For me, Batman 90, what is it? 98, 99? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. 98. 1998, Batman mm-hmm. came out with Michael Keaton. Yeah. One of my favorite Batman movies. In fact, I went and searched online and watched it mm-hmm. just the other day. And part two, the one with the penguin? Yeah. That yeah. was good. After that, wasn't so so good. I mean, Jim Carrey as the Riddler was classic, but... Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze is all I gotta say. <laughs> now, see, the problem is, is when they made that movie, yeah. Batman the Animated Series was already out, mm-hmm. and Paul Dini, who is a brilliant writer, he wrote um, an episode called, uh, what is it, Heart of, Heart of Ice, I believe it's called. Yeah. And he completely revamped Mr. Freeze's character mm-hmm. to make him just, like, emotionless. It was really... really yeah. You'd have to check it out online. But when they came out with the Arnold Schwarzenegger version, it was like the dopey, campy version I know. Of it was the 60s. very campy. Mm-hmm. It was. Very. And I don't understand why they did something Justice League movie. They are. Oh, they are? Mm-hmm. It's is supposed to be out? coming out the same year that The Avengers 2 is coming out. Oh, I told okay. you. They're, they're making Thor 2. Yeah. Or they, they, yeah, they agree with it. They had uh, the cast of Natalie Portman in it. She's a pretty good actress. I think it is. Well, movie. she was in the first one. Oh, she was? Yeah. Uh-huh. She was the love interest. Yeah. She was in the first one? Yeah. God, You're I, I seen it. Oh, wait. Okay, I seen it. I know what happened. Yeah. It was a really crappy copy. <laughs> it was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't, you That's know. all I'm saying. I was going to say, we That's can't. That's all I'm saying. We it was a bad copy, and it was hard to watch. That's all I'm saying. What happened, folks, is she got a screener from Marvel. And, and that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened right there. Um, I was also looking online before you guys came over. I'm, I'm jumping to Russo now. Um, I told him I was going to write him a, a vampire story. Yeah. And I decided I, I'm not going to. I liked the idea of a vampire anthology. And I know you do. Yeah. Because I know, you know, your obsession with vampires. I'm just, I'm too busy. Yeah. Especially with the podcast. Um, now that the first episodes are, are completely edited, that's what took so long. Um, you know, because it was my first time trying this, so I, I really wasn't prepared as well as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And it required a lot of editing. And But that took up a lot of my time. Plus, and I don't know if either of you know this, I want to say December 1st on jazelmon.com, you know, on the publishing side. Yeah. Once a week, I'm going to be putting out the end in, in a PDF download, a Kindle download, and for 99 cents, you can actually hear a, an audio version of the story. Well, that's cool. And I, I'm rewriting it as well. Yeah. So for me, the end is a little bit more important than sitting down and writing a, a vampire story, mm-hmm. and that's why I just can't do it. Now, are you going to do a vampire story? Because I know, and did we talk about this last episode? His so. challenge to you? Yeah. I think uh, we hinted on it a little bit. Um, I told him I would do it. He he says that I can't, in his opinion. But we'll see what happens. We'll see who's wrong and right in the end. Now, to, just to clarify, he's saying that he he can write a better vampire story than you. Yeah. It's a joke to him. So, and then, and that's the whole reason why you're submitting is just to prove him wrong? Yeah, basically. Um, do you have any details on, on it? On, on the anthology? No. He doesn't give me any details. He just said, I have a spot for you. So if you're going to do it, let me know. I said, yeah, I'll do it. Because... You know, his books go in the Myth Mart as well. We have a contract. All his books yeah. are going to go in the Myth Mart. And I haven't received no specs on it either. Yeah. So I was just kind of curious there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, like, detail details of yet, but I'm, I just, 
I can't wait to see what he writes. That's all I have to say. Um, and, and you know me. When it came down to neither zombies over vampires, I'm zombies. Yeah. You know, I, I just... Zombies are my thing. Yeah. You know, I would love... I'd love to see, like, a new zombie flick, because they haven't come out with a good one yeah. in a while. Um, oh. So... This is a movie that's coming out next year, and I think everybody has to go see it. It's... Wait, there's there's a zombie movie coming out? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it makes me think of it in a way like Zombieland, in a way like a comedy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But there's also seriousness in it. It's called Warm Bodies. When I went and saw Twilight, they showed a preview for it, and it looks really good. Any known actors, or is it all? Unknown? Um, I don't know if they're like popular, popular. But, well, John Malkovich is going to be in it. He's a popular actor. Right. And then Dave Franco is going to be in it. Dave. James James Franco's brother. Oh, okay. And then it, the main star is... Um, why is his name not on here? Hold on. Give me a minute. <laughs> She's actually looking at her phone, giving us the, the details on it. Nicholas Holt. I don't know. I haven't heard of him. Me neither. He's one of the main stars. And then Teresa Palmer. I've heard of her. Yeah, that's Ring a Bell. But it looks really good. Like, I don't want to give any details away... People need to go on the internet and look at the trailer. It looks really good. Um, like iTunes trailer or just YouTube? Like YouTube, YouTube, YouTube yeah. IMVD, iTunes. It doesn't matter. I think there's only like one trailer out. But uh, basically, here I'll read this. It's a thing from... Uh, the synopsis? Yeah. Okay. Why did they think of it? It says, After a zombie becomes involved with, a girl, with the girlfriend of one of his victims... Their romance sets in motion a sequence of events that might transform the entire lifeless world. I came up with zombie sex first, just to put that out there. <laughs> it's, not no, zombie it's not zombie sex. It's not zombie sex. You have to see yeah, you, the, tr- you the preview. It, yeah. It's There's more to that. I'll have to check it out. There, it, it even has like zombies and then like super zombies in the movie. Like There's two different types of zombies. Like a of hybrid zombie kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you have to. it looks really good. And then speaking of movies and vampires... I was reading a thing on the internet today saying that they're they're talking about making a uh, Castlevania movie, and to me that's so oh my exciting. god! Oh, I Simon's I Simon's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a better part of my I would say I'd say you both <laughs> have spent the better part of your childhood playing those games. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a little like because he had the game. I still have that game because remember you gave me all your games, right? And I used to play that game all the time when I was little. I loved that game. It was scary because I was little, but I was like, "This is so good! I have to play it." You know. I remember mm-hmm. in the '80s when it came when they came out with the very first Castlevania. That mm-hmm. was that was good. Uh, you know, for a kid, it was really hard. And then they came out with Castlevania Two, mm-hmm. and I spent over a year playing that game. <laughs> and. Unfortunately, once you figure out how to beat the game, you can beat it anytime you want. Yeah. But that's the only time in my life, period, playing video games that I, I'd spent almost consistently every single day playing the same game. Mm-hmm. I remember I had people come in intermittently, you know, try to help me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like it almost became a family affair. We were like all trying to beat this game. Yeah. Oh, I would love... Do you know who's playing? They Right now, it's... Like rumored that they're gonna start making it. They don't have. They haven't done any casting or anything like that. No pre-production. But they should have Hideo Kojima do the script for it because he was the dude that did the new one, mm-hmm. Lords of Shadow, the game that just came out in what was it, 2009, 2010. Yeah, that was the most recent game, and he's the one that did all the the, the graphics and the designs for it. With the and if people don't know who Hideo Kojima is, he's the guy that he's the father of the Metal Gear Solid series. So, no, what do you mean by father? Like, he created, he created it? it. Okay. Yeah. That would be it. Were you checking the IMDb? No, I, I saw a list earlier. It talked about all the new vampire movies coming out. Uh huh. And I was trying to see if I could find it. They have a lot coming out soon. Like, they're doing, doing another Underworld. They're going to take that series to the great, like, to the ground. Like, you know. And that one's, they're, they're doing, like, pre production right now for the Underworld 5. I'm I'm kind of torn on it because I liked the first two, I liked number three, which is the prequel, you know, Rise of the Lycans. I liked that one, but number four, I watched it, and it just didn't work for me. I I'm I'm a big, and I don't know if this is just the writer part of me coming out, mm. but I would never 
make that big of a gap, a time gap. Yeah. Because once you make a time gap like that, you lose consistency. And once she went in, you know, was frozen or whatever, they submitted animation, from that point to waking up in that big gap of time, when she came back and it was like deep future, mm-hmm. I it was over for me. Because now the point of realism has even moved into more of a, a fantasy science fiction. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to redeem. And, and the daughter thing just didn't work for me either, to be honest with you. Speaking of vampires and werewolves, they're remaking Van Helsing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. No. Well, yes. 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 Tom Cruise is going to play Van Helsing. It's been confirmed. He's been casted already. That's sad. It, I hate sad. Tom Cruise. I'm sorry. He's not a bad actor. Okay? He's not. Some movies he does are good movies, okay? But he's not Hugh Jackman. But, he, yeah. He's not Van Helsing. Right. He's not. He doesn't have the physique or nothing. He's not intimidating. No. He's no. like five foot two. What could he do? Come on, Maverick. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I have the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. I have the DVD. I like that movie. I and thought it was pretty yeah. good. It was, I thought That's it was one very of my favorite good. movies. And I, there's, okay, I did like Top Gun. Mm. That was good. You may be surprised, but I did not like any of the, the Mission Impossible movies. I, I, get I didn't either. Yeah. I never you're, watched You're them. not alone. <laughs> um, the last movie that I liked with him in it mm. was, uh, what was it, Vanilla Sky. That, and that, was that was back in the beginning of 2000 mm. when it came out. Other than that, it just, especially, he's what, 50 years old now? He's getting up there. Really? And, and it just, I don't know, it doesn't work. That's, Wasn't he in War of the Worlds? That movie didn't work for me either. Yeah, he was in War of the Worlds with Dakota Fanning. I didn't really care for that movie. Yeah. No, I didn't like it. I, I was going to say... I like the idea of it because of the book, but... When they brought it to the screen, I was, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I just, I can't see. Can't see Maverick as a freaking hunter. <laughs> well, you know, and the, the sad part is, in, uh, talking about Maverick, you know that they're in pre-production for um, another Top Gun. Another Top Gun. Yeah. And who was it? The I'm trying to think of the name. The director. The guy who jumped off the bridge this year and killed himself. Oh, really? Tony Scott, uh, Ridley Scott's brother, mm-hmm. was the original director of Top Gun. He killed himself this year. Oh, he jumped off the bridge. Oh, I, don't... <laughs> I don't remember the full details on it. Mm-hmm. He, I guess he left you know, uh, a suicide note in his office. But um, he was in pre-production for Top Gun 2. And Tom Cruise was casted to do the lead again as Maverick. But with uh, Tony Scott killing himself, I don't know what's going to happen with yeah. it. Yeah. You know, personally, I, I think that should be, forgive the, the terminology, it's not really supposed to be a pun. Just let the dead dog lie. Yeah. It's 1986, if memory serves me correctly, the first one came out. Okay. So 96 was 10 years. 2016 will be 20 years. Yeah. So we're on the verge of a 20 year gap between part one and part two. Wait, when did it come out? 86? 1986, I believe. A 30 year gap. A 30 year gap. Yeah. I can't do math. It's a 30 year yeah. gap. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because 2006 was Tom Cruise is old. <laughs> yeah. You can't have, like, young. Non-wrinkly. Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's gonna be based on his later life, but I don't know. He's now, gotta be a veteran at this point because that's the. <laughs> the only thing that would save this production, they hired Kevin Smith to write the script and direct it. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then I think I would go and see it. But other than that, no, I don't really see anything foreseeable. You know, even when it comes out, I don't know if I'll, I'll see it on a bootleg or not. <laughs> And speaking of letting old dogs lie, they're making another Fast and the Furious again. Why don't they just stop? Why can't they just stop? It's going to be Rock and Vin Diesel. Everybody's like Rock versus... The Rock Yeah. Everybody's like Rock versus Vin Diesel. Like, it's all a big thing on the internet. Really? Yes. Like, who do you like more? 
the last movie that I liked of Vin Diesel's was Pitch Black. Yeah, that was a good movie. The, the, the well, Chronicles of Riddick and Pitch Black. I, I like, didn't. I didn't care for the Chronicles of Riddick. I didn't like it as much. Pitch as Black is a lot better. Is a lot better than Chronicles of Riddick, but. Let me say that the first Fast and the Furious was a good movie. Yeah. I liked it. Because yeah. yeah, I like I cars. Yeah. I like cars. Like, you know, the second one was good too. But after that, it was just like. Redundant? Yeah. They did Tokyo Drift. And then they did. And then they brought Vin Diesel back again. And they're like, for a cameo, like, oh my God. And then they brought him back again to play as one of the part, lead roles in the was movie. It five Fast, Five Furious or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like... No, it's like Fast and the Furious, Fast and the Furious 2, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, The Fast and Furious. Like, they gotta switch around the names a little bit. Right. I'm like, oh my god, why? And, you know, it was... Sh- one of them, I don't remember which one it was, but you know one of them was shot in Victorville. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't... Maybe it was the second one. I don't know. Um, for you guys that aren't familiar with where we're at, um, we live in a place called Apple Valley. The town not too far from us is Victorville, California. And it's it's kind of an old, run-down, slummy place, I they guess. shot a lot of movie stuff there, though. And videos and like that. And that's where I was going with it. Is, yeah. But they've, they've done a lot of, of, you know, filming out there. Yeah. Man, Vin Diesel. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I'd be saying, man, The Rock. Because he tries to get himself into every movie he can possibly get himself cast for now. And it, first, what was it? He well, was in WWE. No, okay, what happened? Okay, then this... he retired from the WWE. Uh-huh. Then he went into acting. Then he went, he, he read got back into the WWE right. and then now he's out of the WWE Well, this is, what I, this is how I see it. Okay. Well, hold on. Let, let me just throw this in real fast. Yeah. For any of you wrestling fans out there, I, I'm, I, I'm a big wrestling fan. I've been a big wrestling fan. So I follow the scoops. Mm-hmm. The Rock is coming back in Again. January. Yeah. Oh my God. He's coming, it gets better. He's coming back in the Royal Rumble in January to win the world championship from CM Punk. Just, if you're a fan of wrestling, that that's a little bit of tidbit for you. Okay, go ahead, Ben. This is how I basically saw it, okay? He was a wrestler, and I guess he, he wanted to get into acting. Yeah, he did. So when he first got Scorpion into acting... King, right? What? Scorpion King was his yes, first movie. Yes, it was his first movie. Well, not even his first movie. He he did a cameo in The Mummy as yep. a Scorpion King. That was his first acting And thing. then they broke that off into yeah. its own movie. series. But, you know, at first he's like, I want to be an actor and I want people to take me seriously. So at first, if you notice, all his movies were like serious movies. Like, mm-hmm. he wouldn't just take any old job. Then he got desperate. Because, yeah. you know. <laughs> then he had to go he, with Stifler. Well, wait. He's, he's the type of person that, like, he can't just be cast as anything. He's too big. He's, he, he has to be cast in a certain part, you know. Mm-hmm. He can't be cast in any old movie. So then he got desperate, and he's like, I'm going to do, like, Tooth Fairy and... Oh. What's that one movie with the little girl where he's a football player? That one movie where he's... I can't think of what it's called. The long, Not The Longest Yard. I thought that's not it. <laughs> no. But it's it's a movie... I can't think of the name right now where he plays, like, a... That was a pretty cute movie. It was a kid movie. Yeah. You know? And then he's like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So then he goes back into wrestling, wrestling again. Because yeah. he, he realized that he couldn't get any role he wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. Then I guess he decides he's going to do wrestling anymore, so he goes tries to go back to acting and is playing in Fast and the Furious. Why I don't know. He just needs to give it up, be a wrestler, just let it die, let the acting career die. I know. Can you smell what the Rock is playing? <laughs> and then what was that whole crap? Was no, the whole crap where he didn't want to be called the Rock anymore. I know. He's Dwayne Johnson, not the Rock. Like that's who you are. That's what what made you who you are. That gave you your career as it is, and you're ashamed of it. Yeah. Why would you be ashamed of it? Like, I don't understand that. Granted, now he's a lot bigger than what he used to be. So you can, like, literally call him The Rock. Well, now, now he's letting people call him The Rock again. He's, he, he readopted that back again. Because I guess he gave up trying to not have people use it. He's like, I'm just going to go with it. Let it I happen. I think he just wanted to be a professional with what it was. Yeah, he wanted to be as professional as possible with his acting. But it didn't happen that way. He's like, I'm not The Rock anymore. I'm, I'm Dwayne But Johnson. you think about it, being a wrestler is being an actor. Nowadays, yeah. you're basically an actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was trying to find a movie with him in it. I, I want to say it was Something Tells, and that was really good. Oh. Um, tell, wait, Something Tells. Yeah, Something Tells. Okay, it's called The Southland Tells. Um, that was pretty good. It was really sci-fi, uh, jumping dimensions and yeah. time, and that was pretty good. I mean, even for The Rock, it was pretty yeah. good. I, I own it. It's somewhere. 
you know, because I got DVDs down there too. I mean, I don't think The Rock is a bad actor. I don't. No. I, I think he has a, a lot of likability. I like him. He's got as a lot a wrestler, of potential as an actor, but casting wise, he doesn't get. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't get good. You know, roles to play. In my opinion, like, I think it's just because of the the whole wrestler backside to him. Yeah, people I, don't take him serious as an actor because he was in wrestling. That and he just. He's the type of person he couldn't be anything but the lead character. Yeah. He would have to be the lead character. He has too big of a personality. Right. He does. Like like I said, I don't I'm not disrespecting him. I think he's a good actor and I, I like him, but most of the roles he plays, they don't suit him in my opinion. Right. I can't take him seriously because of the movie, you know what I'm saying? And it's like some of these movies are like kid movies and he's trying to act so tough and it's like it's not viable. It's not believable. Right. You want to believe it. And that's the whole part of acting is everything has to be believable. You have to fall into this movie like, like, oh my gosh, I'm here. I'm in this movie. Like, I see, you know, that's how I see movies. They have to suck you in and make you believe that this is real. Just for a minute, you know? Right. Speaking of The Rock, real fast. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but somebody had a, a, a fake scandal. I don't know if it was this year or if it was last year, but <laughs> I guess there was a rumor started on the internet that the Rock died. What? Oh, really? Yeah. I just, just, just randomly came in my head. And, you know, everybody was like, what? What? The Rock died? The Rock died? Everybody's going through the internet. And then the next day, they were like, ah, oh, it's just a big joke, you know? <laughs> everybody was panicking. They was like, oh, rest in peace, The Rock, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? This can't be right. So I look on it, I look on it, I look on it. And I'm not seeing anything. The next day, everything pops up. And he's like, no, it's just a scandal. <laughs> well, yeah, because The Rock's only like... I think he, I think well, he was born in what seventy. So he he if he was born in seventy, he's only forty two. Yeah, I mean, well, see, the thing is that they they said he fell off a cliff when he was shooting a movie. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> they were like, you know, blah blah blah. I'm like, what? All right, and, and since we've kind of gone away from the Vegas thing that I want to talk about, but it's okay. Wait, speaking of Vegas, you're probably going to Vegas real soon, so. You'll be happy. <laughs> okay, what's what's Nothing. the word? I'm just all I'm saying. That's all I'm telling you. Oh, that I'll be going to Vegas yeah. possibly soon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> why do you look at me like that? You're like, what are you bringing me? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. How much is this going to cost me? No, it doesn't cost you nothing. Who do I have to hire? Nobody. All right. Your time and effort. <laughs> within, within the next five or six months, you'll be in Vegas. Okay. Um, Where was it going to go? Oh. Vegas. <laughs> you're not gonna ask why you're going to Vegas. I, he assumes it's something important, so he's just gonna leave. The- <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Why? I'm scared. You're scared. Why are you scared? All right, hit me with it. Why am I going to Vegas in about six months? <laughs> because I'm sure all the podcast listener wants to hear this too. You can tell him. She's no longer my girlfriend. She's my fiance. Oh, you're getting hit. Yeah, in March. Congratulations. March what? I don't know yet. I gotta look at my schedule. We gotta look at prices. Yeah. Lacey and I got married in Shalimar. That was 20 years ago. But Shalimar back then had reasonable prices. Yeah. All right. So is it formal, informal? I don't know yet. We gotta look at prices. All right. We gotta get a ring first, too, so. Well, since you brought this up and we're podcasting, now it's you're obligated. You have to give like a weekly update on the status of this forthcoming marriage and wedding. And all the criticism I'm going to get for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very oh, yeah. Funny. Very funny. You got you to gotta bite hard. That's your teeth. Speaking of biting hard, thank you for setting me up. <laughs> I wanted to get your opinion, and I'm not a huge... Twilight fan. Mm-hmm. Twilight came out recently, the last installment of the Twilight series. I'm not a big fan either, but that was a damn good movie. Go see it. <laughs> was it? Yes. Yeah, it was a damn go, good movie. Everybody has to go see that movie. It was the best of the whole series. And it's not even that you need to be a fan of Twilight, because I'm not really even a fan of Twilight. Like, uh-huh. my girlfriend, my ex, my mom, my grandma, they're all into that, that sort of stuff, okay? I was never really sucked into it, like, for the drama and stuff like that, I like I'm I'm action, I'm pro action. So this movie, you gotta go see because I know you're pro action too. Right. It was good. And that's what I was gonna ask you is. It was damn good. 
So is it a definite in the story? I wouldn't say. I wouldn't it. say that either. Definite. You know how set you up. Yeah. Like that. I mean, it's basically ended all the story. Yes, it, like it gave you a good place to end it on. But they could definitely take it more places. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Kind of maybe like the way uh, Harry Potter went about. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, uh, J.K. Rowling said the last book. What was it? The Deathly Hollows. Part two. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I mean, all the book. book. Yeah, yeah. Deathly Hollows. Uh, that was it. That was yeah. the end. And then she released another. Uh, yeah, and now, well, she's coming out with a new one where he is the headmaster of, um, of Hogwarts. Of Har- yeah. Har- Har- That's cool. yeah. Thank you. I couldn't say Spe- that. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, there's this thing that, that Rebecca wants to get, and I showed her this. Like, I, I feel all proud of myself because I know it's that she's, so cool. she's a Harry Potter nerd. And I was like, you know what? And I was telling her about the PlayStation Move, and if people don't know about the PlayStation Move, it's, uh, it's basically like the Wii for the PlayStation 3. Okay. You your little wand thing, and there's this little storybook thing that you, it comes okay, with. Okay, basically, because you're, you're, okay, it's a game. Mm-hmm. And what is it called? It's, uh... uh the move? It's no, J.K. Rowling's Hogwarts Spellbook or so something. It's some kind of spellbook from J.K. Rowling. And you put it in your PlayStation 3, uh-huh. and you get your move, which is like this little remote control with a ball at the end that lights up. Right, right, I'm following you. And you have this book, and it's, there's nothing on the book. It's empty. It's just the book that has nothing on it, basically. You have a camera on your PlayStation 3, and it takes a, a video of you, and it shows you on the screen, and you have this book in your hand. And you have a wand instead of a... A wand. The move. <laughs> a literal yeah. wand. like. And you do spells in this book with your wand, like, from a Harry Potter movie. Like, the actual spells from the from the movie. And it has different things, like dragons will pop up, you have to kill them and stuff. It's really cool, but it's all, it shows you, it's like three-dimensional, like you're actually, the spells mm-hmm. pop up around you. Now, do you have that? Do you have the, the move thing? No, I'm going to buy it, but I don't have it. Yeah, I, it I'm going to buy it just for that game. Yeah. That game it looks so cool. It's, it's like, like a bundle. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. People, if you like Harry Potter, you definitely have to get this game. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that like Harry. Now, here's a question for you. Do you feel that with Harry Potter and with Twilight, we're talking books here, yeah. do you think that actually, and, and then most recently, Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, that series. God, yeah. Um, do you feel like it kind of revised the literary field, you know, uh, of bringing in new readers? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Because, like, when I was younger, not a lot of people read that much. You know, I mean, there was people that read, but not a lot. But, like, with these books coming out, and people are like, oh, this is really good. And then they tell other people about it, and you're like, oh, i got to read that. Most people don't, today, most people don't read. Right. I know a lot of people who can barely spell. And that's <laughs> one of the reasons why, and, and you'll find out because you'll get a copy. I did the, the state of the company address. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we're going to be employing next year mm-hmm is audio. We're taking all our books and we're transferring it to audio. Yeah. And it's for that specific reason that there isn't that many readers out there that yeah. enjoy reading. And and Which is know. sad, but But I mean you, you can't forget the classics and stuff like like Charles Dickens and all them. And when you know, this is the thing that, you know, I was in school when I was in Vegas, you know, I had American literature and I never knew because I, I wasn't a very big reader because growing up, I wasn't, <laughs> I can't say I wasn't forced to read, but I read things that I was interested in. Right. And, you know, going back and, and looking at all the history's greatest writers in America that came from America, I'm like, where have I been? <laughs> you know? Because people don't read anymore. Yeah. So. To know where I stand as far as being a reader. Mm-hmm. Right behind you is my bookcase. In that bookcase, you will find Hamlet. You will find 1984. You will find Animal Farm. I love that book. You will find, of course, the the stand. Mm-hmm. Best best book ever written. No, I disagree. You dis what? What? It's not the best book ever uh, written. Uh, literary debates. Let's go. I, I was gonna say okay, well, we're, we're about all, to really if, have if a real. At, if we look rivalry. at my book collection, I have like ninety percent Stephen King. I have almost every single book that he's ever written. Right. And I like the stand. 
I think it's a good book and a good. They made a pretty good movie off of it. It's not the best book ever written, in my opinion. Don't kill me. <laughs> I, without the stand, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have come up with the end. A lot of that was from the book. Well, I can see that. I mean, I I just wouldn't go as far as to say it's the best book ever written. You were heavily influenced on it. It's That's a good. It is a good book. I'm not saying it's not like personally my favorite. I'm not gonna say it's the best book I've written. My favorite book from Stephen King is Pet Cemetery. I don't know why. I just love the idea. <laughs> I actually have that book in, in my uh, library. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite. That's my favorite Stephen King book. Needful thing. I like all Stephen King books. I can't even really say like I have multiple favorites. I mean, but top notch is definitely Pet Cemetery. And right behind you, Aaron, on top of that big speaker right there, what does that say? The animated tales of Edgar Allan Poe. I'm not Aaron, but I had to say that for you. Um, how big do you think that book is? How big? Yeah. Three inches. I'd say. Well, we're we're page wise or, or thickness. Thickness. Three I'd inches. Say about five inches. That is not five. That is three inches. That is. Two, three, five. That's that has three inches. Every single poem, poem, story, essay ever done by. Actually, I have two of them, but that one's that one's newer, so that I left that one out. Mm-hmm. I have an older one in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of going back to the literary stance of where I'm at, I I read a lot. I used to read a lot. Yeah. I don't like a lot of the new stuff anymore, just yeah. because I don't feel like I'm, I'm connecting with the writing as much as used to. My wife has entered the room. You want to say hi to everybody? <laughs> they can't see you waving. <laughs> But what I was saying is the the writers of today just they don't do it. I I don't know if it's because I'm older and I'm I'm pushing that boundary closer to the forty. Mm-hmm. But I just when I'm reading I can't make that connection. What about you? I mean, I have to say that one of my more modern recent favorite writers, like the not right now. Right. Like I think JK Rowling is a good writer and her books are really good. Like reading them, you can get into them. Twilight, people are probably gonna kill me for saying this, but the books to me aren't that good. They're good, but they're not as good as the movies, in my opinion. They don't draw me in like the movies do. You think the movies are well better written than? It's not even there. Okay, like they, or is it a better storytelling? It's a better storytelling in the movies. It's not. It's not that it's better written because it's written by the same person basically. I mean, I know someone else write, writes the script, but to me, it's more exciting reading the or watching the movie than reading the books for twilight and what do you think about this uh i want to say her name's lewis the one that did the 50 shades of gray i haven't read it and i don't understand how it was created this is what i read about it okay it said it started out as a twilight fan fiction yes okay well, we're then, going off of wikipedia right i don't know where i read this at okay because that's twilight. why i read it, it was twilight wikipedia. fan fiction and originally, the main character was a vampire, the guy. Mm-hmm. And then they picked it up and they took away all the magical part of it, and it's just a book now of regular people. How is it a fan fiction when you take away all the things that make it a fan fiction? A fan fiction. <laughs> okay, this is coming from Wikipedia because all of a sudden, when I was at the hospital, I noticed all these people are reading. Who are reading? It. Yeah, everybody so, at school's reading it too. So I wanted to find out what this book was about. Yeah, you know, make a decision if I wanted it's to about purchase it or not. Sex. It's yeah. a porno book. <laughs> it is. It, it's actually called mommy porn. Yeah. Is the term terminology used? But how it came about is there used to be a website similar to the World of Myth that had all kinds of Twilight fan fiction. Yes, and when she originally wrote the story, it was with Edward and Bella. Yeah. The two main characters originally were Edward and Bella. But they're in a different time and place. It's yeah. S- it takes place in Seattle. Yeah. And what had happened is she'd done so many short stories. Yeah. She had a fan following, but the webmaster of the site said, your stuff is too sexual. Yeah. It's too hardcore for this site. It needs to go. Mm-hmm. So what she decided to do was she took all her stuff off the website and... She changed the names of Edward and Bella, changed up the story just a little bit. Just a little bit. She took away the whole aspect of them being him being a vampire. That's to like, me, that's what. Okay, it's like I would. The man. I wouldn't read that book. <laughs> like when I found out, I was like, "Oh, I'm, I want to read this. Like it's a vampire story, you know." Right. But the idea of reading a book about normal people that are up into this like sex bondage shit does not. It does not excite me at all. Well, what she had done is she 
because she's in the UK too or Australia yeah. or someplace. Um, went to, uh, I want to say Lulu or something. Mm-hmm. She put out her own book. It didn't do well. Yeah. You know, the people that followed her on her own website at that point mm-hmm. purchased the books, but the general um, majority of the readers out there didn't even know about it. Yeah. Somewhere along the lines, one of the books ended up at a big, uh, big house, you know, big publishing house. Yeah. They purchased the rights, and now it's massive. Yeah. So that's the whole story behind it. Everybody's reading it, and like, I was thinking about because it was like it's so good you gotta read it. So I, I was considering reading it, so I went online to check it out. I'm not convinced. I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> I'll be honest. If they make a movie, I might see it, but I don't know. From what I've read. On like I don't know I didn't look at Wikipedia from what I read on the internet though it doesn't to me it doesn't sound something that I would be interested in personally yeah because you have that fantasy element of of you know vampires and werewolves and, yeah you know spells and curses that that mystical sense yeah and then I because you don't want unless you're like one of those people that just love to write or not write but love to read nonfiction books mm-hmm. about everyday people for readers like you and I. Sound obscure enough. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why do I that, want to? That's re- the same way I feel. I'm like, if it, if it doesn't draw me in with something drastic, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I like to read like some real life stories that like crazy stuff happens. Like, there's this one book, and I can't remember what it's called. Something about a cup of tea or something like that. And it's a true story. It kind of makes me think of a Sadie story in a way, like happened in another country and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good story, and that, that drew me in. I was like on it, reading it, you know. And it's just about a regular person. But he goes on a great adventure, and it's a real-life adventure. But to me, something like that, just reading about some lady, like those fan, like those sex, like sexual, not sexual, but I guess romance novels, I could never read that. Ever. Ever. Yeah, that, that also fall, falls under the mommy porn thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get what people, it's like watching soap operas. I don't get it. It's like, I why, really why don't get it. you can have the real thing? But I don't get it. It's... I'm I'm trying to think of how I can put this. I I think it's a it's just a fantasy thing. Yeah, but I that's not how I want to fantasize. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's some people. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to bring up this book. Oh, okay. I'm not even going to put the title out there. Right. Um, if anybody wants to know what I'm talking about, they can go to MythWorks.com and do some research about what I'm about to talk about. Um, we published a very extreme extreme is even kind of a delicate term for this book um erotica book that came out last year and you know they they say that sex sells Mm -hmm. it has to have a little bit more than just sex yeah because the book that came out was opening to close it was sex i mean it was just it was horrendous (laughs) <laughs> it really was. I didn't want to publish it. I, I was, in fact, I didn't. I never signed off on the contract. It was uh, Terry Shear who signed the contract on that one. I didn't do it, and it didn't. It sold poorly. It was one of the worst selling books we ever had. So how I'm looping it back to around to Fifty Shades of Grey is it had to have some point of a story, yeah, to captivate readers. Because if it was just a straight sex book, I don't think it would fly here in the States. Fifty Shades of Grey, like, everybody's, like, telling me it has a good story behind it. Like, I don't know the story behind it. I know it's about this girl, and I can't think. I think her name's Samantha. I don't remember. But, and she meets this guy, and he brings her into, like, a dark world of underground sex or whatever. Okay, yeah, there's probably a story to it, but I'd probably have to see the movie. And if I see the movie and I like it, then I'll know. You know, I was wrong or whatever. But I just don't think I could ever read that book, you know? And, like, I've read, like erotic horror yeah and i like it i think it's pretty like crazy I, you know i have a couple books in i have a couple or... books too of erotic horror and it's not that you know i don't i, mean, I don't care if it has sex in it or whatever but yeah but i just don't i can't read a book that's all about sex right or well, romance we just came out with the erotica mag- magazine anthology yeah that that's it right there on the head we just came out with that book um and, and one of the big things was when Terry was picking out the stories, and I, I explained to him the content. Okay, we know Herodica says it all. Yeah. We know what we're expecting when you buy the book. But the story's got to be more in-depth than the previous novel that I was talking about. 
if you buy the book, this Herotica anthology, you read there's more of a story than just sex. I mean, there's lots of sex in the book, mm-hmm. but there's a story to each, you know, mm-hmm. each tell. Yeah. So, I don't know, folks. But I do know that we are coming to our hour mark. Uh, any closing thoughts, guys? On me, no. <laughs> well, I want to congratulate you both for your engagement. Um, you guys, by the time you hear this, the end will already be out. Uh, go to jaselmon.com, click on the publishing side. You're going to be able to check it out for free, download it for free. Go to the forum. We'll have a forum set up, and I want everybody's feedback. If you think it's completely crap, let me know. If you love it, let me know. Uh, it's going to be the first 15 weeks, and this is going to be extremely hard for me. Every week for the next 15 weeks, I'm putting up a new story. And if I get enough of a feedback that I want, we're calling it a season two, and I think that's another like 16 yeah. weeks. And then I have plans for a season three, but that's way in the future to talk about. So that's pretty much it for this week, folks. Uh, I promise next week when I sign on, I will remember what show show I'm on. (laughs) So I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. I'm Aaron Illich. And remember, boys and girls, there's nothing better. That's even wrong. (laughs) Rivalry, like... (laughs) There's, There's no, no rivalry, rivalry like a sibling rivalry. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ready for this? I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it.